You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the First in 10 podcast, kicking your week off right here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, powered by SB Nation. Two of the primo writers, Tony Catalina, and of course, Aiden Davis, the return of the Mac is back <laughs> from bloggingtheboys.com. And of course, yours truly, owner of Chop Sports. You can follow us on uh, on YouTube, Chop Sports Media. Give us a subscription over there as well. Dave Sturcio is here. Guys, uh, first of all, welcome back, Aiden. How was? Uh, I'm glad to see you're upright. I'm glad to see spring break didn't take you down. Uh, and care to dive into any details of what you've done over that time? Not much on the way of details. Honestly, it was it was pretty low key. I just rested for a few days. But I'll say I went on a trip on Thursday, got back Sunday. The NFL completely changed by the time my plane landed again on Sunday. It like. I left, and by the time the plane hit the ground, I was like, oh, Devontae Adams is going to Los Angeles or Las Vegas. Surely that's the biggest thing that happens. Right. No, then Watson gets traded, and then you have, like, the Tyreek Hill stuff came on, like, the Monday after. It was just a ridiculous, like, weekend to leave, and the NFL completely changed by the time I was back. God forbid you take a day off uh, or two or a week, for that matter, of any of your responsibilities. The NFL landscape gets flipped on its ear uh, within one week. But, hey, listen – I said this a couple weeks ago, and I keep saying this. Keep on going to the AFC, ladies and gentlemen. That's all well and good. The NFC is looking nice and ripe for the taking. Tony, how are we doing, man? I, I know that on, on the Twitterverse you put out there that it's it's almost time to uh, secure the old ball and chain. I, I, I would say congratulations, but I would also say good luck, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? So this is uh, this football stuff is keeping me busy with the other real-life stuff going on. So I, and that's why I need a little more action from the Cowboys. Man, we had nothing to go on this week. No, nah, it's it's been tough, man. It's been tough sledding. Like last week, we, uh, we touched on the James Washington si- uh, signing. We touched on... Um, uh, the Fowler signing. So we're finally also throughout the course of last week, we got the numbers to all these deals, which makes things a lot sweeter. Even if, you know, like a lot of these flyers that were taking on these players, now that you're realizing the compensation, you know, it's not, it's not as terrible as you think. And I think these are really good uh, under the radar moves and, you know, bringing back our own. And, you know, so the, the Cowboys are trying to shape up this locker room, trying to like, put as many band-aids on this team as possible considering the guys that walked out the door and either trades or signing free, you know, elsewhere. Uh, I feel bad for our boy Cedric Wilson, to be honest with you, because boy, he's getting buried on that depth chart before it even starts, Aiden. Yeah, we hit on the Tyreek Hill news already, but look at this guy. He already, I mean, <laughs> he, he already lost his way. He's like, oh man, unmute. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll say the Dolphins in general, I'd say the two biggest winners of this offseason so far, and you hit on it with everybody going to AFC, but it's the Jags and the Dolphins. I mean, we're a Dallas Cowboys show, but if you were to give me two winners, I mean, I guess you could say like teams like the Browns and 
teams like the Broncos because they added one quarterback. But the, ja- the Jaguars and Dolphins have killed it this offseason, and I wish I were them. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting to be a fan of a team that when, you know, I know this is going to sound like a crazy concept, but when you have money, right, uh, this is going to, again, this might blow some people's minds. When you have money in the salary cap uh, or under the salary cap, what you do is on the normal t- circumstances, you actually use it and you spend it and you no. bring on these players and the Cowboys <laughs> just can't seem to to get us excited about anything. But, hey, listen, according to Twitter, you know, Tony, we're about to land Stefan Diggs. So, hey, hey what's, what's better than one Diggs? It's two Diggs, right? I mean, Twitter, you know, they needed something to talk about this week. Oh, so there man. you go. Have you ever seen a uh, a tweet more? Di- or actually, you know what? It's like this. The Twitter watch of, of the Dallas Cowboys players. And first of all, I don't know when it became a thing to as soon as a player puts like the eyeball emojis, you just know something's coming. Like, is that like the smoke signal? Like, you know, when the yep. in the Vatican and when they do the Pope is dead, the white smoke, you know what I mean? Like our eye, our eye emojis, like, oh, here it comes. You know, something's about to come. So it's just, it's, it's crazy. And of course this week, uh, Trayvon Diggs puts out there that, Hey, you know, I would love, you know, my dream is to play with my brother, Aiden. We gonna, we gonna pull off a, a blockbuster here or no? Oh, please. I mean, considering <laughs> the fact that, Sturge, when you tweeted out that Bobby Wagner to Dallas, my first thought was, oh, that's way too ridiculous. There's no way that happened. We'll see if that happens. But like the Stefan Diggs news, there's no there's literally no way it happens. I just given what we've seen. I mean, I guess the only reason why anybody would bring that up is because Stefan Diggs is looking for a new deal. Right. And and maybe they're butting heads a little bit and maybe he's talked to his brother. Obviously, they're family. Right. I mean, maybe they got together for, you know, a couple drinks and he said, yo, man, come on the big D. And he's like, yeah, let's make it happen. And blah, blah, blah. And push comes to shove. You know, Trayvon takes the Twitter and all of a sudden the Cowboys universe is picturing a world where, you know, Stefan is lying across you know, up across from uh, from CeeDee Lamb. And then, you know, the rest is history. And then we got, you know, Gallup and Washington and all these guys. Everybody's just got to pump the brakes with this. It is unfortunate that um, that the Cowboys aren't ha- have not been the players in free agency that we want them to be right now, according to OverTheCap.com. Uh, as of right now, as we record this at 8.20 on a Sunday night, March 27th, you're listening to this on Monday morning, the Cowboys are sitting there with $15.7 million uh, in cap space. And that ranks right, pretty much right and smack in the middle and more towards the higher end as far as, you know, the, the space available. You know, we can't get too crazy because the teams like the Packers and, the, you know, and the Steelers and the, the, those guys are also not spending their money. The commanders have $12 million to spend. They're not doing it yet. So we got to kind of maybe put a little bit of a I'm not saying give any like any leeway to Stephen Jones and the front office, but we're not the only team not spending any dollars. So like, let's pump the brakes like Dallas never spends money. Like, well, guess what? There's a lot of other teams that aren't spending money as well, um, which leads me to. I guess the bulk of, of this podcast episode being that, you know, we're a couple of weeks away from the draft. We'll get into the draft very briefly at the end of this episode uh, of what this, you know, what the acquisitions that we did changes, maybe our minds of what we might do at 24, but free agency is still there. And there are some big names still floating around. Now, unless you're a troll job, like, you know, certain Twitter accounts who claim to be working for blogging the boys and they say, Bobby Wagner's a lock, you know, like there are names out there that are still, um, that are still, whatchamacallit, available to, to be there. I don't know what the hell just happened to my thing there, but I just, like, blew a gasket over here. Uh, <laughs> as far as all my electric, I got to pay the bills around here. Um, but I, I want to say that there's there's guys out there that are still 
more than capable to make an impact on this Cowboys team. And we now have that money. We, we now have I'm like this whole, like, I'm like, I, I'm not going to edit this. This is hilarious. There might be a ghost up here. I'm not sure, but things are just going off the rails up in my, uh, in my man attic up here, my matic have you. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so getting back to the free agency, there are still names out there. And I think that the Dallas Cowboys, you know, we don't want to hear due diligence anymore. We don't want to hear the Cowboys are linked to them anymore. We don't even want to hear people say we don't even want the, the fake Stephen Jones to tweet anymore because we're tired of that account already. I know everybody's probably following that account at this point, and it's hilarious. But at the same time, I'm done with it. I don't want to hear it no more. I'm, I'm over it. Uh, I got corny really fast. <laughs> um, so, Tony. We'll, we'll go in order. We'll, we'll pick one guy each. We'll go, like, not, not so much a draft. This is not your round tables. This is not like, well, you know, once Tony picks a guy, I can't pick him either. Like, if we are in lockstep with a guy, if three voices of the voiceless come out and say one name, then the Cowboys should 1,000% hammer down on that guy. So, Tony, I'll start with you. Who is at the top of your priority list? We can say it's realistic because guess what? Everybody's fair game, I think. I don't care what. You know, what people say, like, oh, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. Well, it's not happening for any other team either. You know, there's been some free agents that we're talking about that have gone on visits to other teams and have not and have left without a contract. So they're still out there. Tony, who leads your uh, wish list off? For me, you know, I tried, like you said, you mentioned the word realistic, and I, I tried to stay realistic. And it's tough with this team to kind of analyze to see what they're actually going to do because, you know, it seems like they're not doing anything. But looking at, you know, the history of how they handle it, they're not really looking for big splash free agency pickups. They're kind of more so trying to fill holes so they can draft for best player available. That brings me to my first guy, somebody that they could have had last year for a reasonable draft pick and I'm going to say Melvin Ingram somebody that you know they already brought in Dante Fowler I think Melvin Ingram can help and be that pass rusher on the outside it's not going to be perfect losing Randy Gregory was going to be that guy that was going to be opposite Demarcus Lawrence they were going to have a rush package for Micah Parsons and now in this instance there may be a little bit more Micah there's definitely in my eyes going to be a draft pick but taking Melvin Ingram will allow this team to have a little bit more freedom to not have to press at that position so I wish they would have made this move last year when they traded for uh you know he got traded for a late round pick but I think that's my first realistic selection here as we start here I like that I like that a lot and when you're, you're talking about defensive help and defensive line help I am all on that I am all on that uh on that train uh Aiden what do you got as far as your number one guy yeah, well, I just want to, before I get to my list, I just want to say Melvin Ingram was the fourth name on this list. I think Tony has it perfectly where he's a rotational end piece that he's gotten to the point in his career where I think he is just the pure rotation would fit him very perfectly with the Cowboys, and he's great against the run. So I definitely second that Melvin Ingram choice. My first guy, I'm going to go a little bit, This gonna I'm going to go from most unrealistic to most realistic. My most unrealistic signing, I think, is Dwayne Brown. Not in the sense that I think he would be priced out of the Cowboys range, but he is 37 years old. You'd be signing him to a one-year contract, essentially bridging the gap between that Collins and Tyron Smith era to the whatever era you have coming up. But I do think he's a great fit for the Cowboys for the reasons I just named. He's that perfect older tackle who can fill in for one year, bridge that gap, he hasn't, he's been consistent. He hasn't had a season graded below 70 with in by PFF since 2008. And like above 70 is like, that's like top half of the league. Mm -hmm. And then he was the, in 2020, he was the fifth ranked tackle in the league. So he still has it. 
little bit older. You wouldn't be signing to a long-term contract, but I really like how he'd fit into the Cowboys rotation, given how we just lost Collins. Nobody really knows what's happening with Aaron Smith. I, I'd like the Dwayne Brown signing. Now I got a question for you. Based off that signing alone, let's just say we do bring him in on a one-year deal. You know, considering the fact we let Lyle go, you know, literally and figuratively, we just cut him and said, you know, we'll grab your money after June um, and just let him walk out the door because of their confidence in a guy like Terrence Steele. Now, if you sign a guy like Brown, you starting him day one over Terrence Steele? Oh, I absolutely am. Okay. I think, yeah, I think he's he's still good enough to where he's he's not a backup tackle. And at least then you kind of have some flexibility like you had last year where if Tyron Smith does go down, you can he can sh- play right tackle you can move steel to, it, it just gives you more flexibility at tackle okay. but he is starting for me gotcha all right well you guys have gone uh very low-key you have gone uh very realistic i think melvin ingram and i think brown are realistic options what seems to be not realistic is the, the number one guy on my list and it's just my question is why you know what is it going to take but my guy's bobby wagner like he's still out there he still went on his trip to la and they couldn't woo him enough to sign right away, right? So there's something up with Bobby. Either either he's still waiting for the Cowboys' offer, or, you know, I was very uh, discouraged to say or to see that there was no offer on the table yet for him. And I don't know what the Cowboys are waiting for. It's a f- fantastic, fantastic fit. He rejoins Dan Quinn. He goes into a linebacking core in which it's Micah Parsons. They bring back LVE on this one-year deal, and, and or yeah, I think it was one, yeah, one-year deal for LVE on uh, you know, Vanderesh. Uh, once again, this is basically the Cowboys picking up his fifth-year option without picking up his fifth-year option. You know, it's just a little bit more on the on the change side. But you know, you bring in a Wagner, and then you have the ultimate flexibility with a Micah Parsons, and this defense gets absolutely. 100% better with a leader like Bobby Wagner. And, and a guy like that can come in day one and demand the respect of that locker room. He's coming from some of the greatest defenses we've ever seen. And yes, those are years ago, but I still think there's plenty in the tank. I don't know what it's going to take as far as financial compensation, but I feel like he's holding out because he's waiting for the Cowboys to just say, okay, look, we'll do this. You know, we just said, you know, the Cowboys got $15 million in space. And I'm not saying to blow it all in one guy. You know, I, I can say give him a three-year deal where you're paying him $8 million a year, you know, for, for 24 and make it just make it fully guaranteed. Who gives a crap? You know what I mean? Like, just get the deal done. Get a guy like Bobby Wagner into the building. And I think this defense all just right away takes off and takes leaps and bounds even almost better than last year. You make it too much sense. <laughs> I know. I know. Stop, stop me if you heard all this before. Has he already left Baltimore without signing a deal, or is he still scheduled to visit Baltimore? I did I read about that was kind Baltimore. Of on the table. Yeah, the one I was more focused on was L.A. Baltimore also just signed. Well, they were in on the Zadarius Smith sweepstakes, I guess, and lost out on that one. But, um, yeah, I don't know anything more about his Baltimore visit. But, again, that's a great fit for him, too. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, you know, we got the best schematic fit. I'm just thinking there's too much sense for him to be with the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, Tony, who is your number two guy? You know, I think, uh, you know, Aiden touched on the offensive line there for his first choice. I'm going to kind of go down that same path, but uh, I'm thinking Quentin Spain um, from uh, 
the Cincinnati Bengals, having him come in and play the left guard position or have him be able to play that left guard position doesn't force your hand at 24. I mean, there's some guys that are going to be there that they like, like Kenyon Green from Texas A&M or Zion Johnson from Boston College. And those are kind of plug and play type guys. And if they take him, Quentin Spade becomes a luxury in that sense. And I think the financials have to make sense in order for him to come in and but looking at it in totality, when you're going in as a free agent and you're trying to think about where you want to go, if you're looking at Quentin Spain and how the draft works and free agency, if the Cowboys come knocking, it's a great situation. We don't currently have a left guard that we trust. If it's Connor, you know, Connor McGovern, he's already proven that left guard's a little bit of a struggle for him. He's more of a right guard kind of guy. You know, the Cowboys probably, and it goes back to my original point with, you know, with um, Melvin Ingram is they like to fill gaps and not force situations. So if, if 24 is comes up and things are already handled, they already have their left guard situation figured out. They have a, you know, a, a stable of pass rushers there. I think this would work out in that sense. Now, if they do draft that guy and he is the best player there, whether it be Zion Johnson or whoever, and Quentin Spain has to be the backup swing guard, I think the Cowboys are still in a good spot. Or maybe the deal's friendly enough, you can let him go. But I think bringing him in here would be a good, smart move for this Cowboys team. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in love with the fact that we're addressing needs uh, in free agency first. So, yeah, like you said, the, the hand's not forced. When that, you know, when that clock starts running on 24, we're like, well, we never really did address that guard. So I guess that's where we got to go. And you can't take... A, a guy that might slip to you like like a dean at linebacker or you know whoever you know it could be could be so many names could be a wide receiver that we covet but you can't even entertain it if you don't fill a gap and if you already know that mcgovern cannot be your day one starter you have to address it right now uh before we get to the draft because look if they covet left guard in the draft what if just what if the guys they do want are gone then what? Then you really strapped yourself with nobody to get and free agency practically over and you're getting people's scraps at this point. So get it done. I like that idea a lot. Aiden, uh, do you have something just as juicy? I don't know. I don't know how juicy this is going to be. But not juicy then. Just based on the <laughs> fact that you said it wasn't juicy, that means it's definitely not juicy. But go ahead. <laughs> You'll know the name. I mean, this guy, the reason I really liked the Melvin Ingram pick is because of how good he is in the run defense. And obviously we know when you're looking at pass versus run, the Cowboys were weaker in the past last year. So if you're going to hit on defense, I'd like us to hit on the run defense. And so that's why I'd like us to add a guy like Akeem Hicks and free, like he's still available. I'm just, my only issue is I'm not sure how pricey he would be. I know he dealt with injuries a lot last year. He, I think he missed weeks nine through 14, came back. He's 32 years old. I mean, he's getting up there. So I don't know how pricey he's going to be. I don't know how realistic this is, but since he joined Chicago in 2016, he's been one of the best run defenders in the NFL. That's his specialty. He kills it on as a defensive interior player against the run. And in my opinion, he still has it. In week 15 alone last year, when the game right after he came back from injury, he put up four pressures, two snap, two sacks, four run defense stops, and he didn't miss a tackle. That was against Minnesota. So it addresses a need where you're – Finding a guy that can stop the run. We haven't addressed defensive interior for a while now, just kind of picking up these middle-of-the-road players. And I think Akeem Hicks comes in. He makes an, an immediate imp impact, even though he's old-ish, but he's still only 32. It's not like he's completely gone. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Right, and you know, it's funny, I went on to this, uh, you know, not to give them any credit, sportsnot.com, I guess, I don't know. Just a prediction of all these uh, remaining free agents and and this writer on this website predicts Hicks to the Cowboys. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Um, you know, I, I like it. Again, you're adding that that interior defensive line has been our bugaboo for a while. And I know drafting Gallimore was a big, big step in the right direction. He gets hurt for a little while, so you're kind of worried about him. Um, you know, the Tristan Hill experiment, I think that's just, you know, it was just a fail. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to judge that one. Um, but interior defensive line, we saw we've we've dealt with the Don Terry Pose of the world. You know what I'm saying? So we've swung and missed hard on, on defensive tackles. So adding a Hicks uh, would definitely be very beneficial to the Cowboys. I'm staying on the superstar level. I know you guys are, are are really going, you know, digging deep. I'm not digging that deep. I'm on the surface. I'm on that first level of guys that are still around. And while I know, you know, we signed Malik Hooker back and I know we got J. Ron Curse back. But the game-changing Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, is still out there. And that's the kind of guy you could bring in, and he can make an immediate impact on this defense in whatever role you need him to play. Considering the fact we're about to be entering April, draft season, people are starting to go draft heavy, and people are starting to do their analysis. And, you know, McCarthy's skipping <laughs> skipping meetings just to do more draft analysis, right? So a lot of people are starting to forget about the bigger names on this draft pool, I mean, on the free agency pool, and there's still big names out there. The Honey Badger is a guy I've, I've coveted for a long time to be a target for the Cowboys, even before he chose Kansas City. You know what I mean? So he's an impact player. He's a game changer. Um, the 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 defense, besides Trayvon Diggs' magical season last year, right, they were lacking that game changer. Diggs earned himself the game changer like mode. Like Now we expect this Cowboys people that cover the team and who are fans, we expect him now to change the game with a couple crazy plays. When you bring in a Tyron Matthew, you think that that this is this is like the 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 game changing plays are coming. They're like it's not a matter of if he can make the plays; it's a matter of when will that tipped ball be taken by Matthew. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna happen. Another one that might be a little pricey, and he's been linked to the Steelers. He's been linked to a couple other teams, but I think the Dallas Cowboys really got to stop sitting on their hands and bringing some star power into this team. You know, they they pride themselves on wearing the star on the helmet. And we're trying to make our stars through the draft, you know, the Dax and the Zeeks and the Lambs of the world. But how about for the first time in what seems like forever, you bring in a star into this team and, and just it changes the landscape. So do you think he's the signing of Jaron Curse eliminates the potential of Jerry Jones to sign a safety specifically? I don't know, because I know that Curse signed what three year deal, if I'm not mistaken. So or, or two year. I think it was two year, right? All right, so two year, yeah, eleven million. Yeah, two years. That's right. Okay, so two year deal. If if the market for for Honey Badger isn't what we thought it was going to be, 
you know, there's no harm in bringing on this guy and competing for a spot. He plays opposites, you know, opposite of a J Ron curse because he's, he, he would take over hooker and, and we don't know. We don't know what kind of position or, or condition hooker is going to be. And remember this kid's missed complete seasons for, for really bad injuries. You can't have too much. We've been begging for a safety for 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, and yes, we all were literally just like until our thumbs are about to fall off on Twitter saying like sign J Ron curse, resign J Ron curse. We got him. Great. Grant. Wonderful. Like he's on our team now and we think he's an impact player, but if you can, you have the opportunity to bring another impact player on this defense. I'm doing it, man. I'm pulling that trigger. There's no reason why not. So no, I, I completely want him. I'm just worried that. Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones are not going to want to bring in another safety because you know how they are. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we've all learned uh, within the last couple uh, weeks uh, about how they are um, as a front office. And, and again, the, the guys they're bringing back, no cre- like no fault to theirs. Like the guy they're the guys they're bringing back, I'm excited about. I'm excited about a Dorrance Armstrong. I really am. Um, but like you know, you got to look outside the box. And right now, you're outside the box moves. I've been a fourth receiver from Pittsburgh and a now seasoned Fowler. You know what I mean? So let's not try to think, you know, we're, we're reinventing the wheel here with free agency. We're, we're really not players yet. So adding a honey badger would officially make us adding a Wagner, adding, adding anybody at this point would make us look like we know what the hell we're doing. Tony wrap up your third and make it good, man, because it's, it's, they've all been good. We've all had a really strong argument for each and every person that we brought up, but there's gotta be somebody that's really going to be like, you know, eye opening. Right. I mean, I would just assume <laughs> for me, this is, you know, I, I picked this one cause it's, it's so Cowboys. It hurts. You look at Will. I was looking at Will Fuller, right? <laughs> the guy, the guy runs a four, three, two. He has the 40, the speed to take off the top. His issues though, are he's, he doesn't stay on the field injury wise, right? He has issues staying on the field. He's had some off the field issues. He's been on a couple of different teams now here, but the reason why he's so Cowboys is you could probably get him for the low, right? They ain't going to cost much to bring him in. If he wants to come here, you can sell him on an opportunity. He could, in my vision, I could see him being an impact player, somebody that Dak would fall in love with, you know, and have, you know, big play ability when healthy. But I could also see him come into a situation where, you know, they draft a wide receiver early. Michael Gallup's progression gets, you know, gets through that. He's ready to go. CD Lamb takes another step and he ends up being a, a 53 man cut signing right before, you know, before the regular season starts. So it's one of those things where, um, Bring him in, see what he has. The talent is obvious. It's clear that he has it. Um, if they can tap into it, it could be a, a bargain play that the Cowboys have another offensive weapon outside. Tony, you had me at you had me at off the field issues. That is, let's bring it on, man. Let's go. Like we've done this enough. We this is not our first rodeo. Nope. Okay, we we can bring on a Will Fuller, and I would be gladly giving him whatever number he wants and whatever route he wants to run. Just bring him on, bring on all, all, yeah, all <laughs> the wide receivers. You just run your nine and go. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Aiden, who is free agent number three for you, bro? For me, this is going to actually be the cheapest one of my three, even though he's 29 years old. He's a former all pro. I'm going with Darrell Williams, the guard, not the running back. If you heard running now, I'm going with the guard. This Daryl Williams is interesting because on the field, whether he's a guard, whether he's a tackle, he's not going to particularly jump off the page as a player. Like he's better at pass protection than he is at run blocking. He's not bad at 
either. He's not really particularly great at either either. But the main reason that I love Daryl Williams is because he played 720 snaps at right guard last year, 570 snaps at tackle. He can do both, and he's equally decent at both. I really like that for the Cowboys, given like what Tony said, if you're going to draft a guard, you don't want to pigeonhole that guard or if you don't want to like you don't want to draft base off a of need. So if the Cowboys were able to sign Williams, it's not like they'd be they'd have to replace Williams and Williams would automatically go to number two. He can shift over to right tackle if need be. He can fill in for Steele if he'd get injured. He could fill in. He could be that mentor for the rookie at guard. I just really like Williams' versatility. And like I think like Tony went with Quentin Spain, I think Spain's is a better guard, but given Williams' versatility, I just I'd like having that presence in a time where you don't really know what's happening on the offensive line. Yeah, no, uh, the uncertain the uncertainty of the offensive line is the reason why all of your picks and all of your signings make absolute sense for this team. Considering you got to keep Dak upright, we got it. We got to get a better year out of Zeke this year. Uh, considering the fact that maybe a, a brand new offensive line will help this guy. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of factors of, as to why offensive line uh, would be your, you know, your focal point now before the draft. Now, I was going to go with somebody, but I'm changing my mind here for a third guy. I was going to go with a Calais Campbell. I like him. His size is ridiculous. He's just one of those, just, you need that big boy on the field. I love it, right? I love him. But I'm going to go a different route here, and I'm going to go with a guy that apparently, according to reports off a you know publication I don't like to give credit to because most of the time they're completely full of crap, and that's... uh which I'm going to call pro football talk. <laughs> so um, I, I, I want to say that this guy was asking for a little bit too much. Um, and I think that that's why he didn't, you know, hasn't landed anywhere yet. You know, you don't know the, the status of a Michael Gallup right now. You say, Will Fuller, uh, Tony, I raise you bless him. Jarvis Landry, bring him on in the Dallas, bro. Like he, he is the kind of guy he is got Dallas written all over him. He's got that swag. He's got that moxie. I think him, CeeDee Lamb, James Washington to start the year, and then you sprinkle in a Michael Gallup and Noah Brown when 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 needed. You know, that that would look if the price is right, for whatever reason, this guy thought he was gonna get 20 million a year. I I don't know why. Um, and and, and I'm not knocking him because of his confidence. I know every every player should expect the top dollar no matter what, because they think, you know, they think they're talented enough to grab that. Clearly he's not clearly. If, if he thought anybody was going to pay him that it's, it's wrong. Um, but I think a Jarvis Landry, I mean, there's plenty of receivers out there to go around. There's the Julio Jones of the world that are just chilling there. Remember last year he got, he was in that hoodie. So we, everybody went nuts about that tweet where he's in the Dallas Cowboy hoodie for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> but the wide receiver position to me, you know, you lose Amari Cooper. And right now, your solve for Amari Cooper is James Washington. And that's not even close, right? So, like, and, and there's a lot of people saying there's a lot of untapped potential with James Washington, and I'm, I'm so for that. And sometimes, to a fault, you know, all three of us are considered the homers, and then we're too optimistic. But you know what? It's time to change the tone around here at Blogging the Boys. It's time to really, you know, dig deep as to why this Cowboys team could be good because of the fact that the NFC sucks right now, you know, and nobody's really coming off the page as the, the clear team to beat. You know, Packers lost their guy. Tom Brady's 74 years old. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's things that are going to work in the Dallas Cowboys' favor. If you add some more star power to the wide receiver group, 
I think Dak Prescott has himself another nice year. And Aiden, the whole time that I've been saying this, you're looking at me like you are absolutely out of your mind. No, I actually, well, I don't know if it's, I just don't know if we need to add another receiver, but I mean, I'd be, if, if we added Jarvis Landry, don't get me wrong. I'd be over the moon with a, like I talked about it all off season. If we could add a reliable slot presence, I'd be all for that. And you can't really get much reliable out of the short yard situations and Jarvis Landry. I love that signing. But what I, what I wanted to say this entire time is when you said, I'm going to one up you, Tony, and I'm going to drop a, I thought you were about to go on an argument for Antonio Brown. And that's oh, when no. I was going to have to shut you down. <laughs> I've seen too many people come at me on Twitter and say, do that instead of every, anything I've, I've suggested. Like, we should get Antonio Brown. Are you out of your skull? <laughs> like, Please, no, no, God, like this team is in, uh, you know, you can't spell Dallas Cowboys without dysfunction. And I know you, you actually can, but you can't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like by, by all proxy, you, you just, you just can't. Uh, so no Anton, no to Antonio Brown, Tony, is there anybody, obviously we, we named our top three, but you know, before we get out of here and talk about one more thing, um, is there anybody else that kind of jumps off the charts? that's like, you know what, this would be a good fit. Now, to be honest with you, I, I think what you changing it up there, flipping the script a little bit, that's a solid pick. I mean, if the money can be right, Jarvis Landry does fill a need, like like Aiden said, in the slot. I like it. And to me, I think the reason why it won't happen is because Jarvis wants to be somewhere that like he knows, like, hey, I'm going to get my touches. I want to be here and I want my money. At the same time, I was thinking Will Fuller because, like, hey, you know, it could work out, and if it doesn't, we can cut him. It'd be a harder pill to swallow to cut a Jarvis Landry, but if he wants to come here, sign me up for that. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Aiden, anybody else floating around that that, that you would want to give a, a run for? I don't. Th- I you touched on it. I'd love if we gave it a, a look at Calais Campbell, just testing the waters and of how much he'd want. I don't really expect it at this point. Honestly, I've said this before, and I'm I might get hate for it given the way that people like to make fun of Jerry and Steven. I don't think this offseason is going as bad as people are saying. I I actually think there are some areas we still need to address, but if the Cowboys can add like one, two of these players that we talked about today or similar players like them where it's kind of under the radar. You're not paying them a lot. It's not for a long-term contract, but it fills a hole now. I'd be, I think the Cowboys are on somewhat of the right track. Very heavy asterisk around somewhat. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, you know, the sky usually falls around the same time every year for the Cowboys. Whenever they're not in the first wave of free agency, people are like, oh, I knew it. They wouldn't do. They don't care, blah, blah, blah. But guys, like we got the best punter in football. OK, we're going to bring back Brian freaking anger. OK, he's back with the Dallas Cowboys. There is plenty of things to be optimistic about rather than just you know, beat this team over the head with a pipe. Um, there are a couple guys out there that I've seen names floated around. Like a lot of Cowboys Nation coming out saying, hey, today would be a good day to sign a J.C. Treader. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely guys out there. And like I like Tyler Biotis. I think you got to give this kid some time to develop. And I think he's going to be just as good. Well, maybe not just as good as Frederick, but in that same realm. Uh, but there's there's guys out there that that have we've been, I guess you can call linked. You know, I don't know about much more about this Jason Pierre Paul stuff. You know, I, I'm just not. I'm not in that realm. I'm not in that, like, let's bring on a former Giant. I guess that's just me. Like, I know it's far removed from the Giants at this point, uh, but I'm, you know, just, yeah, I I was going to make a joke. 
couldn't do it and can't do it. Trying to trying to stay as clean as possible here on a on a blogging the boys there. Uh, it's a kids friendly show. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple guys out there that I would still give you know kick the tires on. But you know it is what it is. What about like a would y'all have any interest in signing like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or like a not expensive but somewhat like I a would, high priced backup quarterback? I would salivate at a at a Fitz. I would. Okay. I would. I would be very excited to address the backup quarterback position as of right now, I believe it's still just Cooper rush. Right. So it's like, they're not, they're not making any strides over there, but a guy like Fitzpatrick, man, like that guy with, you know, in the event that goes down with some kind of crazy injury, you know, this guy would go absolutely ham and not give one ounce of a F to, to go out there and sling it around the field. You know, that's the kind of quarterback you need and want Dak Prescott. He might not have the confidence that Fitzpatrick has Fitzpatrick is like, I'm going to throw it. One of those guys is going to be around here somewhere. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he's just going to let it rip. And that's why I love Fitz. I've loved him for a long time. And, uh, you know, he's one of the smartest dudes in the world. Got to Harvard. So, you know, not Harvard. Yeah. No, Harvard. Yeah. Harvard. Yeah. yeah. Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Smart guy. You guys, I, you know what I was looking for online the other day? I don't know if you're going to get it. Can you take the Wanderlick text? Like, can you like just on the line, on the line? Like how old I sound right now. I've tried before, but. I th- there's been like sample questions to like estimate like here's the range of scores you'd get but i've never right. found I'm just why curious. is this test not available it's not like it's the sat or the act it's not like we need to take it as normal humans right let it go <laughs> right well sorry so <laughs> let it, just let the put the test yeah into the put universe. it out yeah right i'm i'm with you on that one I'd probably get a Mo Claiborne score. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> a man. nice little four on it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And then uh, we trade up and get him for whatever reason. Um, so <laughs> if it gets if it gets dropped online, we might take the Wonderlick test on first and ten. So oh, hundred percent, hundred. That's what I want to do on my Chop Sports podcast. I want to sit there with my boy Gooch and just take the test, like it's like you know, and just like do it at our desk and just kind of like you know. I do it like where he can't look over my shoulder and like, no, 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 no. you know, we're like, what'd you get for number four? Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, one more bit of news uh, to touch on real quick. And I know the girls talked about it on girls talking boys, Megan Murray and Kelsey Charles. They talked about the acquisition of coach Brian Schottenheimer uh, coming on to this coaching staff, which just seems to be a more crowded room as the days go on. Um, we're bringing on coaches. Aiden, do you see any, actual like is he just another ben mcadoo behind the scenes quality control type guy or do you think he's going to have some kind of influence here i i really think it's going to be more like the mcadoo situation where sure he's on the team technically but he's not he doesn't really you don't really notice his impact the one thing i will say is if he does have an impact then everybody who is calling for zeke to eat or pollard to eat these last few years they're going to be happy because if you know, if we know one thing about Schottenheimer is that he loves to run the ball. He is the one that was responsible for not letting Russ cook. That would be my biggest concern is I'm excited. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I want Kellen to figure out what Kellen wants to do with the offense. I don't want it to turn into what we saw, but I really don't think that will happen. I don't see much of an impact here with Schottenheimer. Tony, is he just taking up roster space at this point? <laughs> For, you know, there's really two, one or two things that are going to happen here. He's either going to come in, fade to black. It's never going to be mentioned again until he goes somewhere else. Or the Cowboys go in a deep run and you hear one of these ESPN specials where Brian Schottenheimer came in and, and, and put an innovative spin on the run game. And you know what I mean? So there's really 
the, the highly likely situation is Brian Schottenheimer comes in here and just, you know, is a backup dancer to this whole uh, song and dance we got going on here. <laughs> I agree with both of you guys. I, I, I don't know. I don't think there's much to it. Um, I think he's, it's name value. I think that McCarthy has a history. You know, I think there's a lot of connections within Mike McCarthy and saying like, what's that? You're out of the league. I'll get you a job. <laughs> let me talk to, let me talk to Jerry. What, what position? I don't know. We'll make something up. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's where I think we're at with Schottenheimer. Um, I don't put any stock into his stroke onto the, or, 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 you know, or his paintbrush onto this Cowboys blueprint. I don't, I don't foresee it at all. So in any event, one last thing before we get out of here. Now, with the signings and the re-signs that we've done and James Washington and Fowler and the guys we talked about earlier and the guys we brought back, Tony, if let's just say two weeks go by from now and for two weeks and we're two weeks away from the draft and the Cowboys don't add another soul on this team via free agency, is pick 24 going to be what? As it as it currently constructs, I've, I said this before, I would, and I'm going to stick on it because they haven't. James Washington doesn't do it for me, and there's been nothing there offensive line. So for me, it's either going to be offensive line or a wide receiver. And I think it's a good draft for both of them. Um, I feel like I'm kind of riding the fence a little bit on both of those with that answer. But to me, those are the clear-cut answers. If they go ahead and address that, you mentioned his name earlier. I could see a N'Kobe Dean. I could see a linebacker. I could see them be much more um, free about who they take. But as it as it's constructed with Michael Gallup possibly missing the first month and, you know, without a real option at left guard, it's tough to envision them doing anything other than a wideout or, or an offensive lineman at this point. Aiden, you share the same sentiment? Yeah, I think I'll say I'll – get a little bit more specific i think it's almost certainly going to be a guard at 24 the two exceptions i think is if nicobe dean or tyler linderbaum falls i kyle humans was very high on tyler linderbaum he had if you listen to that episode of first and ten he seemed to really like the guy as none of us are really draft experts so i'm willing to just blindly trust him no, at this speak, point. For yourself, <laughs> speak for yourself bro i'm a, I'm an expert at everything okay <laughs> So I think I guess it could also guard or tackle. I but I really think the Cowboys are going to look at guard heavy in the first round. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be sexy. I don't think it's any. You know, people aren't going to go nuts like they went for C.D. Lamb or, or Micah Parsons. I don't. I don't see a flash pick like that. I do. I, I honestly do. If they don't touch another free agent or bring anybody back into the star to, to at least give them a look, you know, I, I'm pretty convinced that they have to start working from the inside out. Uh, and that means grab, grabbing themselves a guard. So we're with that, man. We're in draft season. We're week three-ish, I guess you can call it, for uh, you know free agency, have you. Uh, so we'll see if Dallas is active on a Monday. We'll see. Um, but uh, before we get out of here, I just want to you know give a couple birthday shout-outs. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, guys. That could be found on the next podcast that you hear on a Monday. Go check out Hidden Yardage and of course all the rest of the banger shows that we have on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. So for Dave Sturchio and of course Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis the the triplets of this of this Blogging the Boys podcast network powered by SB Nation. We will see you guys next week.